Let's have a party, California. Well, I don't hear that music, but I know Richard does, and he was telling me about it. Uh, but you have no idea how grateful we come back, you know, after being in El Salvador for nine days uh, and see how wild the traffic is and, and the different social problems, you know, that the country has. It is so good to be back. If you're thinking about moving to another state, I highly encourage you stay in the area because you're going to miss California. California, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful state. So how many of you guys agree? Amen. Wonderful. So we're very grateful to be here. Thank you. Perfect timing. Uh, worship team, you know, started on time. We have uh, 34 minutes or 20, 28 minutes, you know, for the message and prayer at the end. So thank you for the good job and just the good attitude that everybody has. So I want to speak today about the subject of choosing your battles wisely. Uh, choosing your battles wisely. How many of you guys know that you don't be, have to be fighting with everybody all the time? How many of you guys know that you don't have to be responding to people who want to pick fights with you all the time? How many of you guys know that you don't have to be reacting to the acting and the actions of other people against you all the time? So the Bible teaches us that it's really, really good to stay calm, cool, and collected. So we're going to pray today, and we're going to ask the Lord to help us choose our battles wisely. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you one more time, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Jesus, because you are a great God. You are the only God. Lord, you said in the New Testament that in the world, we were going to have offenses, Lord God. People were going to offend us. But you also said, Lord God, that we must be peaceful, that we must be joyful because the battle is yours. The fights are yours, Lord God. You are the one who fights for us. We don't have to be responding all the time, Lord God, to fights that come our way because you have designed a plan already for us. You just want us to do our best every single day. So I pray, Lord God, right now that if there's a fight, there's a battle that is going on in our lives daily, Lord God, or in our workplace uh, in our places of employment or at home or with a family, with a friend, I just pray right now, Lord God, that you will give us the wisdom, the ability to choose wisely because we don't have to be fighting all the time. We just need to trust you, Lord God, that you are in control. We pray this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 20 verse 3 says, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. So we should get up, I was thinking this week, that we should get up every single day with the expectation that we are going to have a good day. When you get up on Monday morning and you wake up, the mentality should be, okay, this is a beautiful day. God, uh, I just pray that, you know, things will go your way or my way. I pray, Lord God, that, you know, this will be a great opportunity to advance my potential, to advance the kingdom, to advance the purpose, the plan, the mission that God has for you in your life. And we should be getting up, you know, excited all the time, especially if you are that type of person, you know, that you have your coffee like me early in the morning. That just prepares your day, you know, for you to have an awesome day. 
But at the same time, we should also realize that at the end of the day or during the day, things might not as planned as you planned, you know, in the morning when you were thinking about having a good day. On any given day, you know, when you start your day, there might be bumps in the road, there might be uh, roadblocks, there might be setbacks, there might be obstacles. Not every person is going to treat you right. Not every person, you know, uh, will do the right thing during the day. Things might not well as expected, you know, in your work or in your school, in your family. As a matter of fact, once you come out of your room, uh, at the start of your day, after you just thought about having a good day or praying that you're going to have a good day, maybe once you come out of your room... Things do not start very well, you know, with people that you live, with your family, with friends, with a text message, you know, that you found, a phone call. Or if you're that type of person that as soon as you get up, you know, you check your Facebook, you check your, your Instagram, and you realize, why did this person, you know, comment this on my Facebook account? I can't believe it. I'm going to block this person. So things might not go as expected during the day uh, because there's a lot of things, you know, that we don't see coming. So if you are going to have a good day, if you're going to, uh, if you're thinking that, you know, everything is going to go great during the, this, this day and, and nothing bad is going to happen, you're setting up yourself for disappointment. It's like having a spare tire. You know, when I start driving every single day and I go to work, I don't expect... My expectation is that I will make it to work on time, that everything will be safe, you know, when I drive, that I will get her, uh, get there, you know, well, that things, you know, will go great. But I might get, you know, a flat tire on the way. Things might happen. So I have a flat tire just in case I get a flat tire. Because if you get a flat tire and if you don't have a spare tire, um, you'll probably realize that that takes a lot of time to solve during the day. I also, I personally have an insurance that even though I know how to change a flat tire, you know, I just call them, they come, change it, and I even don't have to get my hands dirty because I plan that before I start driving, before I start my day. So in life, uh, in our daily lives, we also have a spare tire. So how do we get a spare, uh, a spare tire, you know, so that when we face those difficult days, we can be ready because we can face, you know, some bumps, you know, in the road or things, you know, might go unexpected or you might get a flat tire, you know, in your job. Uh, so what we need to do is we need to make a provision before things happen. You need to have a flat uh a spare tire, you know, in your car before you start the day so that in case something happens, you are ready so that you can continue moving on during the day. So how do we apply that into our lives? When you start your day, you need to make provision before the day starts just in case somebody dislikes you, just in case somebody gives you an attitude, just in case, you know, somebody doesn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated. You are ready and you are not going to let whatever negative thing happens during the day affect the destiny that God has for your life. Because if you keep reacting to things during the day, you will do things that you will regret. You will say things that you will regret. You will end up, you know, at the end of the day, God, this was such a terrible day. I was expecting these great things to happen. And look, this person, you know, didn't call me back. Or this person said the wrong things. So you need to be ready during the day. 
So you need to make provision. And how do you do that? You need to make a decision before you start your day. That's why the Bible says that it's honorable. It is, it is honor, you know, when we avoid a fight. It's a mark of honor. When you start your day, you're going to program yourself that God will be in control of your life. And no matter what happens, you know, during the day, you are not going to lose your cool. You are not going to lose your temper. My sister was very impressed with me last week, you know, because I did a lot of driving in El Salvador. If you have been to a third world country, you will notice that a lot of the stop signs, even though there's a stop sign there, people don't stop. Because they usually choose suggestions. You don't have to follow. You can actually skip a red light in front of a police officer and they will just smile at you and they'll, they will not do anything. You can skip stop signs and, and do a lot of things and you will be okay. So my sister was asking me, why do you have to stop at a stop signs? And I said, because that is the right thing to do. And I said, well, we never stop here, so don't worry. I said, well, I will stop. And then we, we always had, you know, a couple of arguments ever Ever since I needed to back up because she said, why do you have to like kind of stand up a little bit and then put your arm behind the seat and look everything in the back so that you could, you know, back up. We don't do that here. You just use your mirrors, you know. And I said, well, that's why, you know, you keep scratching your cars because, you know, you don't look back when you're supposed to. So... Uh, she was, you know, she was very impressed, but she was more impressed, you know, when we were driving and, oh, brother and sister, it's, it's an adventure to drive, you know, where I went. I mean, people will cut you off and then the other person will cut you off back and then you cut them off, you know, again and it's like a fight, you know, on the streets. And she will see that even though a lot of people will cut me off, you know, on the freeway, I wouldn't respond, you know. I just kept smiling. Even one guy, you know, flicked me off, you know, on the freeway. And I just smile and I say, you know, what, what can I do? There's, there's nothing I can do. This is, this is the way, you know, people drive, but I'm not going to let me affect uh, the way I'm driving. I'm not going to let them affect my day. I'm not going to let them affect my life because I choose in the morning that no matter what comes my way, I am not going to be affected. I am not going to get disappointed. I am not going to get offended. So no matter what comes in your day, no matter what comes in your life, be already programmed in your mind that in the beginning of the day, you will pray. And when you start your day, you will be with the mentality, guy. I know that it is an honor to avoid a fine. So if there's a fight that it is not worth having, don't have it. If the fight, if the battle that you're going to fight in the morning or in the afternoon or during the day is not going to take you further in the destiny that God has for your life, if an argument is not going to take you further in the plan that God has for your life, if giving an attitude back to another person that gave you an attitude is not going to take you further in your work with God, in your destiny, in your plan, in the potential that God has for you, then walk away. Don't have it. Don't even bother about it. Just smile and walk away. You don't need to, to do anything. You don't need to be responded to every single thing, you know, that people do to you. Because avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. And the Bible says that we need to have self-control. So you need to program your mind, you know, in the beginning of the day that you are going to live a peaceful day. 
if someone you know is rude to you, you are not going to respond. If something doesn't get on time or if people uh, get on your nerves, because I know that some people sometimes have a gift for getting in your nerves. There's a lot of people that they just go out of their way to bother you. There's people that go out of your way, out of their way, you know, to make you mad. They know the things that you dislike, but they still do them because they know that they bother you by doing that, and they know that you overreact, and then all of a sudden you are the one who ends up, you know, looking bad. So make the decision in the beginning of the day, no matter what comes your way, that you are gonna live a peaceful day, that you will avoid fights, that you will just choose the battles that will increase the level of effectiveness in the plan that has that God has for you because you don't need to be responding to anything if your child didn't do his homework because the the dog ate it uh, don't get too upset about it you know just handle it with love don't don't raise your voice if your girlfriend or boyfriend stand you up and you were there you know waiting don't let it bother you you know give the people the opportunity to be human beings if the person, if your friend didn't call you back, if your friend didn't respond, if your friend was, was not there with you, you know, when you were having so many problems, give people the space to be human beings. Give your husband the space to be a human being. Give your wife to be the, the opportunity to be a human being. People are not perfect. Give your pastor the chance to be a human being because pastors are not perfect, right, Pastor Henry? Sometimes, you know, uh, we get tested in this area as well. Years ago, um, I was preaching, you know, in a church, and um, I complimented, you know, Kido today in his haircut because that is my favorite haircut right there. Um, I started, you know, shaving my head years ago because I didn't want to deal, you know, with brushing my hair every day and then with hair falling off. And, and then, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you know, your hair is like all over the place. So I started shaving. And one day I went to preach at a church and I felt like the message was good. You know, the, the service, you know, was beautiful. Uh, people are coming, you know, for prayer and ask me questions. And this lady comes to me, you know, at the end of the service and she said this very loud. Pastor, and she even pointed at me. You know, some people, when they want to tell you things that maybe that are personal, sometimes they don't see that, that uh, there are other people, you know, around, that maybe they should give you certain comments uh, in private, not in front of everybody. So this lady came to me and she said, Pastor, you look very ugly with that haircut. You look like a gangster. You are a pastor. You should not be getting haircuts like that. And when she told me that I look ugly, let me tell you that I was about to lose my salvation right there. <laughs> I started counting how many people I had around me so that I could answer. The, the lady that I was speaking to, she turned around, she opened her eyes, and she could not believe that she told me that. And I just told her, well, um, apparently you haven't um, read chap um, the book of Acts chapter 18 where the Bible says that the apostle Paul made a covenant with the Lord, and from that prayer on, he started shaving his head. So I do it because it's biblical. I do it because the apostle Paul did it. So, and she couldn't believe it. And I said, no, I'm not making this up. Go, go ahead and read the book. 
uh, good read the book of Acts. So some people, they just have this gift of getting on your nerves. They will tempt you. They will bother you. They will try to pick up a fight on you. There's people that they will even be bothered by the way you dress. They don't like your dresses. They don't like your pants. You know, somebody, you know, I didn't take it offensively, but somebody in another church, you know, after a service, uh, he gave me, uh, he came to me, he shook my hand, and I love those handshakes, you know, when people give you like a bill on the hand, and uh, when he shook my hand, I felt like some, like a paper there, and when I opened it, it was a $100 bill, and I was like, oh, brother, God bless, you know, uh, it's so good to see you too, you know, I'm so excited, but at the end, at the end of the conversation, he said, pastor, I'm giving you those $100 because I don't like your belt, so go ahead and get another belt. <laughs> Oh, boy, I said, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, buy a lot of belts, you know, with $100 bills. I'm sure I can get a nicer belt. Anyway, so there will be people, you know, like that, but give them the space to be human beings. Sometimes, you know, people, they are having bad days. Sometimes people, they have issues. Sometimes people, you know, they have problems. You, have, you sometimes have issues and you don't smile at people all the time. You sometimes have issues and problems during the day and you don't want to talk to anybody. So why not giving other people the opportunity to be human beings? If you see that somebody changes, somebody doesn't say hello to you, somebody, you know, gets on your nerves, don't let that affect you because you are something, you have something better to worry about and that is the full potential that you need to develop in God's eyes. God has a mission for you. God has a plan for you and that's what you need to be shooting at, the plan that God has for you. If an action is not going to make you better to become everything that God wants you to be, then turn around and leave. There's no perfect people. You are not perfect. I'm not perfect. Pastor is not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But what you need to know that at the end of the day, happiness is a choice. When we rely on people to make us happy, when we make a husband responsible for your happiness, when you make your wife responsible for your happiness, when you make your children responsible for your happiness, when you make your pastor responsible for your happiness, you're setting up yourself for failure because happiness is a choice. You should only be having expectations on Jesus because the Bible says in Philippians that my God will supply anything and everything you need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. If there is something that you're lacking in your life, then you need to go to God. God, I need this. God, I feel this way. God changed this in me. But you know what? When you are completely happy in God because you know that he has provided for you, you come to people excited and happy about life. And let me tell you, it is very difficult for a person who is having a bad day not to smile back when you are so happy. And, you know, when people can see your teeth, that you're just so joyful to see them back. And that is so great. But that starts, you know, in the beginning of the day. So happiness is a choice. No matter what comes your way, decide to be happy. No matter what comes your way, no matter, you know, if you get a flat tire on the freeway, be joyful, be happy, be excited, because it is a mark of honor to avoid fights that you are not supposed to fight. If you're fighting a fight right now that you are not supposed to be fighting, just ask God, God, do I need to be fighting this? Because the Bible says that revenge, the battle belongs to the Lord. When you are facing something difficult in your life, 
uh, you have to leave that battle to God. You know, sometimes we depend on other people to keep us cheered up, to keep us excited, to keep us happy. But we just have to learn to live with the happiness and the joy of God on a single uh, day, on a, on a daily basis. Not expecting people, you know, to bring that happiness that only can come from God. I remember, you know, when I was a young pastor, oh my gosh, I used to... I used to depend a lot on the praise that people will give me, you know, when, when I preach messages. I, I used to, if, if somebody wouldn't give me a compliment after the service, I will feel sad. And I will go home and I'll be like, okay, uh, I guess my message, you know, was not that good today. I remember the first message that I preached, you know, when I was a teenager. My dad, you know, gave me the opportunity to preach in a life group. And, oh, my gosh, I had prepared myself to preach on that day. And I was going to speak about the love of God. I had prayed for, like, two weeks. I was so excited. You know, this was my first message. I remember, you know, I opened my Bible. I started preaching. I preached for about 45 minutes. And then I, I just saw that people, you know, they were looking down all the time during my message. And some people would look at me, like, you know, with embarrassment. And, and I just felt, you know, like I did a good job. And then at the end of the message, you know, my dad, my dad came up and he said, let's, let's just thank God, you know, for his word. Let's pray and let's all go happy home because we have a great Sunday coming up. So we pray. We got home and then my dad told me, do you know what you preach about today? And I said, yes, dad, I preach about God's love. You know, we need to be reaching out to others. And he said, no, that's not what I heard. And I said, what did I say? Did I say something wrong? He said, well, your entire message focused on how members have to treat the children of the pastor. How to treat the pastor kids. And I said, really? Yes, you were, you were shooting at Sister Argelia, you know, all the time. You were shooting at Brother George, you know, all the time. So just be careful next time, you know, prepare a little bit better. And then years later, you know, um, in the American embassy in El Salvador, uh, some Americans, you know, they had organized like a little English-speaking church. And I was so excited, you know, that one time I got invited to preach at this church. Um, it was only people from the American embassy and, and other Americans, you know, who were doing different types of business in El Salvador. So I got invited. I was uh, like 17 years old and somebody asked me if I wanted to have an interpreter and I said, no, 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 I, I'll, I'll do fine with an interpreter. When you are learning a language for only one year and you get invited to preach in a church, you should have an interpreter. It is a very good idea. So I remember I went to this church and I preached, you know, maybe for like about 40 minutes and, and you know, people were so respectful, so loving, smiling. I had a few friends there, you know, who were Americans and at the end of the service, you know, I told people, I hope everybody understood at least 80% of what I said. Uh, because I know I had an accent. So I, you know, I've never been to the United States. I've never really practiced the language. So if I said something that you didn't understand, just take it as a sign that maybe I was speaking in other tongues, you know, during the service. And just asking, you know, after the service. This little kid came to me, you know, after the service. And, I, and he said, Pastor... Um, I think I understood like 1% of what you said. So I was like, uh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll try to do a better job next time, bro. High five. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, I used to depend on, on praise of other people. And we sometimes relied on how other people make us feel when we should be 
uh, focus on how God can make us feel. In the book of uh, Samuel, chapter 17, there's a story of David. You know, when David uh, went to deliver food to his brothers, you know, who were in the battle, Goliath was coming to face the people of Israel and was challenging the people of Israel, saying, if you have a man who can fight me, come over here. I want to fight. Uh, let, let me fight, you know, with that man. Choose one man, you know, from your country, and let's see, you know, how the fight goes. And the Bible says that all the soldiers, you know, from the army of God, they were scared because Goliath was giant. And one day, David shows up, and David is giving the food to his brothers. And all of a sudden, Goliath comes again, and he challenges the people. David starts asking, who is this guy? You know, David is just 17 years old. And David said, who is this guy, this big guy, you know, who's coming to challenge, you know, the people of God? You know, that is not fair. We should fight him. And, and as soon as... He said that his older brother got upset because of what David was saying. So uh, his oldest brother came and he said, David, what are you doing here? What is, what's happening with the sheep that you're supposed to be taking care of right now? Who is taking care of them? And his older brother said it in front of everybody very loud. Uh, David did not respond to what his brother said. He just kept talking, you know, to other soldiers. Sometimes... We just need to not respond to what other people say. We just need to focus on what God wants to do in our lives. If David would have engaged his brother in fighting and arguing and, and throwing things at each other, he probably would have never faced Goliath. He would have never defeated Goliath. And he would have never become you know, the king of Israel. Because from that victory that David had, from that victory on, it was victory after victory after victory. And God was preparing the way for David to become king. There's just some fights that are not worth having. Don't fight them. Walk away. It is a mark of honor. But in the beginning of the day, prepare yourself that if you're going to fight a fight, it's because it is going to take you further in the plan that God has for your life. Let's pray. Almighty God, I thank you today, Lord God, for, for your word. And I thank you, Jesus, for every person who is here. Lord God, we all face many fights, Lord God, every single day. But I pray right now, Lord God, that we will not forget your word, that we will choose the fights wisely, Lord God. We don't need to engage with everybody all the time. We don't need to respond to people's comments all the time. We don't need to respond to people's attitudes. We, will, we don't need to respond sometimes to the lack of empathy, Lord God, of other people around us. We just need to have expectations on you. The Bible says that, and my God will supply all of your needs uh, according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You are the one that we need to look up to, Lord God. And if there's a fight, Lord God, that comes our way on a given day, if it's not going to enhance, if it's not going to take us further in developing our full potential, I pray, Lord God, that we will just walk away because it is a mark of honor avoiding a fight that is not worth having. If there's something that we need to fight for, the Bible says that the battle and revenge belongs to the Lord. I pray, Lord God, that if it's a sickness today, if it's a financial problem that we're fighting for, Lord God, if it's a problem in a marriage, if it's anything that it might be happening in us, maybe at our jobs where we work, Lord God, maybe there's a fight going on in something. 
Lord, let us remember that the fights, the battles belong to the Lord. Let us remember that we have the favor, we have the authority, we have the wisdom, the Lord God, that comes from you. And we have your Holy Spirit who fights for us, opens door, makes a way, Lord God, and gives us grace to continue moving forward. I pray, Lord God, that this week will be a great week, a successful week, that we will avoid those fights and we will leave the fights that we can fight to you, Lord God, because you are the one who gives us the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.